Greetings, I'm Bill. I'm Adam. And this is this week's episode of the Distant Geeks Podcast. Thanks everybody for tuning in and maybe for listening to our first episode. We're all, you know, kind of learning as we go here. Um, we actually have our first guest on for the night. Um, she, may not, she, may, she may not be a guest, you know. Uh, she may actually be a regular, who knows. We'll just see how things go, but... Um, why don't you introduce yourself? This is my lovely wife, Danielle. Hi, I'm Danielle, Bill's lovely wife. <laughs> hey, hey, Adam, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Good, so, good. Long time no talk. I know. <laughs> so, um, a little introduction. We're, you know, going to do our normal uh, routine as we always do. But um, our topic du jour for the night is going to be digital slash streaming media is the future upon us. But as always, we begin with... What you doing? So, Adam? Bill. What? Oh, do you want me to go first? <laughs> what's Bill doing? <laughs> yeah, what's Bill doing? So, what are you doing, Bill? Uh, as I mentioned last week, I was working on Zelda and Animal Crossing, um, Breath of the Wild, if to clarify what Zelda game, um, both of these for the Nintendo Switch. Interestingly enough, the uh, Switch Lite that I had bought earlier this month, the uh, the dreaded thumbstick drift was going on with oh, it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, Ugh. And, and so I, you know, ended up, I was like, you know, I bought this thing from Walmart a couple weeks ago. I'm just going to go ahead and see if I can exchange it. I took it in. And I, I was kind of watching like a hawk to make sure they had one. And it said that they did for like, you could do a pickup today or whatever. So I went there to make sure and they didn't have it ready or whatever on the shelf. Ugh. So I was like, you know, let me exchange it. I'll just see if I can get the credit for it. Just apply it and, and pick it up when it's ready. I didn't have, I think there was probably like a four day gap in between when I exchanged it, when I finally was able to pick one up from the store. Aww. So I mean, it was all right. You know, it's not, that wasn't the biggest bummer um, yeah. as much as um, like I retained all my saves because I have cloud saving through uh, Switch Online. Except That's for, handy. Well, it is. <laughs> Some games it doesn't work for. For instance, Animal Crossing, it didn't. So I had to basically start <laughs> over. But oh, well, I wasn't not so handy. <laughs> well, it's good that I wasn't too deep in. So I didn't feel so bad yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I'm pretty much caught up to where to where I was when I, when I left off. So that's, that's pretty good at least. So yeah, there you go. Going good way to look at it. Yes. You get to <laughs> replay, maybe learn some things the first time around and then, you right. know, apply that knowledge well, the I'll, second time. And honestly it, it went faster. Cause I felt like I kind of knew a little bit about what I was doing from the previous time. So it, I yeah, you kind of breeze through it a little bit. Yeah. Skip some good. of the stuff you yep. didn't really need to see again. Um, but yeah, outside of um, you know the video game realm, um, we've been actually streaming um, and watching with Josh because for some reason Josh really loves these since he started watching the first one with us. Um, we watched all six of the Police Academy movies. Woo! <laughs> the last two are really a commitment. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've only seen the first one to be completely honest. It- it's interesting that, like, they... I mean, if you were looking at them, like, as a, like, critic, you would be like, okay, this first one's okay, but then they're, like, garbage after that. But sure. I, <laughs> I, I personally enjoy 
the first four, particularly three and four. Same. Okay. So, I mean. I think two is better than one also. Yeah. So I think it's. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. I think it's uh, bad, a little less bad, not quite as bad, better, and then hot garbage, hot garbage. That's yeah. pretty much how <laughs> And I guess okay. there's like. I think there's, like, a seventh one that was, like, released a few years later. I don't even know Oh no! maybe one or two of the original cast are in that one, but I... Like Michael Winslow? Yeah. And just yeah. a cameo? All we care about is Jonesy and his weird voices. Yes. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, th- those were on Netflix. And also on Netflix, um, Danielle turned me on to uh, Middle Ditch and Schwartz. Yes! Yeah, there's only three episodes of this thing, but it's just them doing improv. Like, they get asked, like, they ask some people in the audience, like, basically what their material's gonna be for the episode, and they just, uh, yeah, they they just breathe. Yeah, they just riff right off of it. Yeah. I've only, I've only seen the, the full first episode and about ten minutes of the second and already it is wild, and well, I love it. And I was half-heartedly watching the first one with her, so I need to turn around and watch the first one. But the second one oh, and the third sure. one were just freaking hilarious. And so. they always <laughs> bring it back around. Like, they'll do yeah. this little tiny thing at the beginning, and then 45 minutes later, here it shows up again. And it's it's fascinating to me. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's what I, I respect. Anybody who can do improv anyway. I mean, I've I've dabbled, you know, but... It's, I like how it sort of distances itself from something like whose line is it anyway, in that it's long form improv. Right. Instead and of like, it's only two dudes. Yeah. Yeah. And they play each other's roles. Like, yeah. Thomas yeah. Middleditch plays a role. And then 10 minutes later, Ben Schwartz is playing that same role. And so and they I get would, mixed up, which is every kind of once funny. in a while they forget. Like, do I have a name? I don't know. <laughs> do you have a name? <laughs> Wasn't there a guy in between us? I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's yeah. really good. No, it's, it's, I mean, it's pure talent, first of all, but also just entertainment. Well, right. it's, it's also interestingly enough because we've, we've had like Owen will want to come out and watch it because, He's like a big Ben Schwartz fan because of Sonic the Hedgehog now. And I'm like, nah, kid, you can't watch this Not for yet. Sure. <laughs> I, I recommended it to a friend who is a, a big John Ralphio Saperstein stan, kind of like me. I said, you need to watch this. I said, it's only three hour long episodes. And she goes, that is so long. And it took me oh. a second because she I she thought I said it meant it was like a three hour long show. Like, <laughs> no, three one hour long episodes. But it's, yeah, the time. Uh, just no, flies. you don't want to. You don't want to sit there and watch a season full of Lord of the Rings length episodes. Come on. I, I mean, I would, but it's not for everyone. I mean, if they if they kept it interesting yeah. enough, I mean, why not? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I would. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm going to pass it off to Danielle at this point. I, I figure, you know, this transitions over to what she's been doing, too. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're doing? Well, after we finished Middle Dish and Schwartz, I thought, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to try to watch Silicon Valley because I've never watched it before. And I don't really know Thomas Middle Ditch as well as I know Ben Schwartz. So we just got started yeah. watching that and I've only really seen an episode, but it's pretty good. Um, I'm going to have to plug through because TJ Miller gets on my nerves a little bit. 
but I like <laughs> you know me he, too. He, even though he has a bong that looks like a perplexus, it's made out of a perplexus. <laughs> it, it's, un, it's unreal. I, I hadn't even paid attention. It's just like that's a weird bong, and Bill comes out and he's like, "Is this bong made out of a perplexus?" I rewind it. <laughs> Indeed, it is. He's so wise. So, wow. And then um, I have been watching, making my way back through, I'd actually already watched most of it, um, Atypical on Netflix, which is a show about a uh, high school boy with autism. And Ah, normally I avoid shows about kids with autism like The Plague because as a mom of kids with autism, it's just like really hard to watch. And I'm just, I watch them too empathically and it's just painful. Um, But Atypical is really funny. And I think Josh oh, okay. likes it because there's, you know, this main character is about his age and super awkward as, you know, they have their social, <laughs> you know, differences. So uh, he yeah. really connects to it. So we're working our way back through that. And then um, I've been doing total nerd crocheting a lot and making like ear savers for people to wear with their face masks. So to just sort of pass the time while I've been doing that, I've been watching a whole lot of Jeopardy. So, nice. And you would be surprised that they ask the same questions over and over and over again on Jeopardy. So I would be surprised about that. Yeah, I so, guess I don't I don't watch it enough to If you ever plan to go on the show, just watch it a bunch and you'll you'll start learning certain questions pop up all the time. <laughs> huh. And I'm not much of a gamer, but uh Bill and I have been doing online pub trivia trivia a few nights a week. Nice. There's a um a guy who runs trivia nights in Springfield that we've been to several times, and he's been doing them online since everyone's social distancing, and we've been doing that, and we suck, but Good. it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's it's via Twitch, so it's 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 just this side of being a gamer. Oh, so close! I'm <laughs> there almost go. there, dipping my yeah. toe in the water. Just a, just a stone's throw. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's funny because I mean we 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 follow this guy. We used to do. Um, it's hosted by the guy who does trivia um, in the Springfield area, where we would actually go to like actual trivia nights, particularly one that he would do like every Monday at the High V in Springfield. Because we could take our kids there. Yeah, it's not a bar, right? Ah, uh, yeah. Um, but uh, and then we kind of found out. Oh, there's a bunch of other people that are doing. There's like a whole like. Where did you find this document that's, like, a bunch of them that are going on, like, online? Oh, so we're in we're in this Facebook page. There's another podcast called Trivial Warfare that a friend turned us on to that we've listened to for a couple of years. And they have a Facebook page of fans. And one of them put this, this spreadsheet that this person is maintaining of all of these online pub trivia quizzes that go on every night with the time, the website, if it costs money, if it's free, whatever. There's hundreds of them. We've done a That's couple excellent. We've done a couple other ones, but I think we personally like this one a little bit better. I don't know if it's just like questions are not too easy but not too hard and I think he's just a pretty good host altogether anyway. So yeah, He's a funny guy and real familiar and congenial and he's not he's super smart like his team won Geek Bowl a couple of years ago. So it's like this national pub trivia tournament and he they won the entire thing. But he's not a know-it-all about it, and yeah, a lot of trivia people oh, are super uppity. Yeah, definitely. I can Im- definitely not an ass about it, you yeah. know. So, um, imagine. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, um, I think that was it for you, right? Yeah, that pretty much taps me out. You go, Adam. What's what uh, you doing? Uh, well, <laughs> well, like doing? I said, um, I have uh, started Middle Edition Schwartz. Um, 
like I said, uh, did, did the first, uh, first episode and loved it. So I'm, I'm totally hooked on that. Um, been playing more indivisible, uh, trying to record for, for let's play. And while we're on that subject, let me just give whoever's listening a little bit of advice. If you want to do let's plays, uh, (laughs) from making the same mistake twice in a row, make sure that if you want to record the game audio that you do that, even if you just mess with the one little setting or something, make sure you got all your inputs set up because uh funny story. I uh, messed with a couple things, a couple of uh, filters, noise gates and whatnot uh, on my mic input and recorded a little over an hour's worth of footage for, uh, for my let's play experiments and realized I didn't have the game audio on. Uh, Yeah, it was, it was rough. So it was just, just the visuals and then my voice. Uh, And I I really didn't want to, (laughs) I didn't want to go in and try and put, put game audio in front. I don't know, just music or anything. And then I uh, fixed it or so I thought. Uh, fixed what I thought was the issue, recorded about an hour's worth of footage again, the same footage, more or less, went back to edit and realized I had done the same thing oh, again. No. <laughs> Didn't get the game audio again. Slow learner. So, yes. yeah. <laughs> story of my life. Uh, but the third time is a charm, as they say. Uh, finally got it right. Made sure I did a test... Uh, test video of about 30 seconds first just to I make bet you, sure i bet you rocked that that set that video that actually you posted though because you've done that section like three times so I am well you would think <laughs> as it turned out i actually some of the the fights that i had done like for the third time for whatever reason i just couldn't win Don't, <laughs> so nice. i ended up having to try and re-record that first little like I don't know, 10 minutes, probably a lot longer than I should have. Nice. Uh, just cause I kind of suck. So anyway, there was that. Yeah. Uh, I, at also, least, at least uh, it was just the game audio though. I mean, there's times where I've recorded and like my mic was muted the whole time and I'm, Oh, oh man. Yeah. I'm so mad. <laughs> so, <I bet. laughs> but anyway, yeah. Um, no, in uh, other other stuff that I've been doing lately, um, I finished a uh, a book by the name of A Dirty Job by Christopher Moore. Um, I have a hard copy, and I have for years, and I've been meaning to read it uh, with everything that's going on these days, as I'm sure everybody is familiar with. Uh, decided to actually pick it up. Um, what I did was um, I I started reading the hard copy and then realized I don't have a lot of extra free time that I'm not already, you know, trying to record let's play stuff or, yeah. uh, do another stuff. Um, I checked it out from my library. Um, and I'll, I'll get to, um, a little bit of that later. It's something I'm excited about. Um, it's, it's an app called Libby. Okay. Um, you can, uh, you can, uh, go through and search your local library. Um, there's 
I don't know, thousands of libraries on there, but your local library, um, see what they've got available to check out for audiobooks or eBooks. Um, turns out they have a dirty job, my, my local library. Um, so I checked that out so I could listen at work and during commutes and everything. So I could, uh, listen with the app, you know, a lot during the day. And then when I got home and had a few minutes, pick up the book right where I left off, it took me, uh, I mean, from the time I actually bought the book to the time that I finished it earlier this week, it was a shameful amount of time, but, uh, I'm pleased to say it was a fantastic book. Um, I am super into, um, the writing style of Christopher Moore. It's, it's very humorous. Um, so it's like a, is it, is it, a, fic- is it a fiction book or is it like, yeah, I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. Fiction book. Um, it's about this guy named Charlie Asher who runs a secondhand shop. Um, long story short, he has an experience that sort of turns him into a sort of grim reaper. Um, there's, there's really kind of a lot to the story, but he lives in San Francisco and, uh, has to deal with uh, a couple of, uh, pesky, uh, demons that seem to torment him a lot. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely worth a read. Um, Christopher Moore is probably more famous for, uh, a book called lamb or the gospel, according to Biff Christ's childhood pal. Hmm. Um, (laughs) if you're, if you're not really into humorous blasphemy, I would say steer clear clear. of that. (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, Boy, it's quite a tale, but uh, I would say that's, you know, that's one of Christopher Moore's uh, more famous or infamous, depending on who you are and how you look at it, uh, works, but yeah, definitely worth a read. Like I said, a dirty job is the name of the, uh, the one that I, uh, finished. Um, I've got a few more of his books that I'm looking forward to reading on my shelf. So yeah, looking forward to that. Um, started listening recently uh while we're sort of in the realm of audio uh things <laughs> um listen to started listening to a podcast called uh magnified pod um the first season i skipped um they basically took um every album that mxpx um a christian band okay uh from the 90s mostly it's the name. Um, they went through like album podcast. Okay. That makes sense. Now. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. Um, they went through album by album, broke it down, listened to each song. Um, just kind of went through that. I skipped the first season because I'm not terribly familiar with MXPX. The second season is why I started listening. Uh, they rebrand, well, not rebranded, but they started calling it our newest podcast ever. And the second season is about Five Iron Frenzy, who I am much more familiar with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I I love Five Iron Frenzy. Um, but definitely uh if you if you like uh MXPX or Five Iron Frenzy, um definitely give them a listen. Um again, it's Magnified Pod or our newest podcast ever. Um you can find them on Facebook, find them, you know, wherever you can find your podcasts. Just a shout out to those guys. They put out a quality product also. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. We're going to move on to the news. 
Throw me a frickin' bone here. I'm the boss. Need the info. So I've got a couple of decent news stories um, that I that I thought were good this week. Um, number one off of uh, comicbook.com, and this isn't the first article that's kind of been on this subject. There have been a couple bouncing around over the last like couple months. Um, I think first was with one with Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and then this one's with Michael Sarah. Um, basically, um, the subject's kind of been bouncing around about a reunion or a sequel of some sort for the uh, movie Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, which is my favorite movie, by the way. In my top five. Yes. Mine um, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and basically, uh, you know, for the context of this, uh, they kind of asked him if he'd be interested in returning, and he, he mentioned, you know, for me that it would be, you know, being being around that group again. There was a really great group of people to be around. Um you know, and I they, bet. <laughs> you know, um, and and with it being like a ten year anniversary, that you know might give them an excuse to get together or something like that. Um, I I I don't know. I I would dig the idea of a sequel. I don't know, subject matter wise, how it would go because I mean they kind of already finished off the story from yeah. the, from the books, right? I I haven't read that. The mostly books wrapped itself up, I think. Yeah. Didn't did you read the books? Um, I, I didn't all the okay. way through. Um, yeah. I've, I've been looking I've, at, at local libraries to, to try and get them. See. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've done bits no and pieces, but I've never done the full thing. And I know there's stuff that's like not in the movies. Cause I know like there's, um, I know like there's like a fight scene with, uh, with knives, dad and everything and stuff like that in the books. And yeah. I mean the, the, the lore certainly seems richer than what they were able to fit into the movie. Right. But I think that they actually, you know, it's one of those few things where, like, I feel like it was a pretty good adaptation, but for sure. And Edgar yeah. Wright makes Edgar Wright makes a good movie anyway, so indeed he does. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I just think that it would be, you know, it would be an interesting, interesting take if they do it. I mean, they can't do it without Edgar Wright directing it. That's for sure. Um, no, and, no, absolutely not. And, and bring the original cast back. I don't know you know, what the concept would be without like having like the seven evil X's and stuff like that. Or if maybe some of them will show back up or something like that too. Cause I don't know how that works. Cause then they mostly all exploded into coins. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would imagine that a, a few of those cast members might be a, a little harder to get hold of these days yeah. or, uh, going up and get them to, yeah. I mean, you're not well, gonna... Chris Evans, especially mm-hmm. well, Chris uh... Evans. And, um, <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Brandon Ruth? No. Oh, no, no, he'd be one of the first ones to come back. <laughs> He's no oh, one. Yeah. I'm talking. No. He was Superman. Um, May, Whitman, uh, May Whitman, maybe? May Whitman, yeah. M- might be a, a little harder to get uh, I was thinking, get nailed uh, down to a project like that. No, uh, Captain Marvel, what's her name? Oh, Brie Larson. Oh, yeah. Brie Larson, yeah. yeah. She's a little big, I think. So. Yeah, I guess they have kind of blown up. A little since then, but I I don't know. <laughs> I feel like they probably all would enjoy to like at least make a cameo somehow in there too. So yeah, one oh. of my biggest hallmarks in life is that I am super cheap. I am so cheap, and <laughs> I'm I'm the which will make how to- cheap are you? <laughs> which will make tonight's I am topic so cheap. Interesting. Yes. So, um, 
I am the person who calls up Sirius Satellite Radio when my membership is about to expire and says, give me the deal that you have right now or turn me off. Like, this is how cheap I am. I'm just so cheap. A couple of years, <laughs> a few years ago, uh, there was a Kickstarter campaign that Rob Thomas and Kristen Bell talked about to make a Veronica Mars movie. And they told all of the Marshmallows, Mar- Veronica Mars fans, that if they would contribute to this Kickstarter campaign, it would increase the chances of making a Veronica Mars movie. And they raised the money in, like, it was something ridiculous, like less than 48 hours or something to make this entire movie. Ooh. I am very cheap, but I would literally contribute to a Kickstarter com- campaign to make another Scott Pilgrim movie. Oh, absolutely. That is yep. how much I like it. And so that's high praise on my end. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) definitely. Um, But yeah, I think that would be an interesting thing. Um, My other news story for this week um, is kind of related to my dilemma that I had with my switch this week. Um, Yeah, (laughs) because the the issue with why I took so long, because I mean, in normal circumstances, like Nintendo switches were not that hard to find on a shelf in a in a a, uh, retail store or anything like that, but since the health crisis has kind of kicked in, it's been really difficult to find a Nintendo Switch, particularly an original Nintendo Switch, um, rather than a Switch Lite. Switch Lights are a little bit easier to find, but the reason why this is, um, and I, I saw a video on this, and there's an actual article I found from TechRaptor on this, but, you know, we got our lovely scalpers out there um, <sighs> using... They're using bots to, uh, you know, find, you know, they'll, they'll use a bot to find where, you know, uh, a retailer's got them in stock and they'll just snatch them up. They'll turn around and flip them and sell them for like, you know, 50% more of the price, things like that to try and you know make a buck. Um, you know, I'm, I am all for people capitalizing on things and trying to, you know, do that. I mean, like for instance, um, we were at a thrift store around Christmas time um, here in town, and they had like boxes of like DVDs and like uh, video ga- some video games and stuff like that. I think they like probably got them in a lot somewhere or something like that. And they were just trying to sell them for Christmas time, real oh, cheap. Sure. And um, we were going through them, and Josh was going through it, and he happened to pick up a GameCube copy of Zelda: Twilight Princess sealed. Uh-huh. So he turned around and it was like four, three bucks. Nice. It was like less than five bucks, yeah, it was- dude. So he turned around and we took it to the, to the uh, like, uh, the disc replay here in town. I think he made yeah. like forty or fifty bucks yeah, off did. of it by the time Dang. he flipped it. Um, you know, I I'm all for like things like that. It's that's a little different, sure, but like that's just a you know a once in a while kind of thing. Just happened to see it, right? You know. But when you when you do this on purpose and you just want to be a douchebag and try to make money, yeah. it's man, I just I just really hate I hate that and I hate when people um especially like when launches of consoles go around, they'll just snatch Ugh. a bunch up and flip them like they were doing with the um with the NES classic editions and stuff like that. Man, I just I really can't stand scumbags like that. So yeah, scalpers are the scum of the earth, aren't yeah, they? They are horrible. But <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, hopefully, you know, as they start building more stock and, you know, this whole thing kind of blows over, we'll start seeing them on shelves again. 
Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think that, uh, you know, particularly now it's a really good time to, to play when you're stuck in at home. And I feel like everybody should get a chance to do that without being ripped off. So no kidding. But anyway, uh, that is it for me for news. Danielle, what did you see news wise? One thing that's going on right now with uh, everybody sheltering in place and staying at home and not being able to go anywhere and do anything is a lot of TV shows are having reunion specials. Um, Glee has had it. Chuck, 90210, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. The Goonies. The Goonies. That's not a TV show, but The Goonies, yes. Um, Friday Night Lights, lots of them. And um, just tonight, probably one of my top five favorite television shows ever, Parks and Rec had a reunion special. And they did it as a fundraiser. That was tonight. And they did it as a fundraiser for Feeding America to raise money for food insecure folks and um, people on the front lines of healthcare and all that good stuff. And I actually watched it before we recorded this evening, um, just so I could talk a little bit about it. It was perfection. A lot of of these things are really disappointing. Well, they were like in character. It was like (laughs) actually an episode. It was it was it was an episode, basically just to sort of give you the gist of it. They're all sheltering in place. Also, their characters, and they were just participating in a in a phone tree and Zoom calls of checking in on one another. And these people who have not played these characters for years now, however long it's been, they fell into it like they just did it yesterday. And I mean, it was perfect. And everyone who you would have wanted to be on there was on there. Maybe some people you really would have rather never saw again were on there. <laughs> there was no crazy ira in the douche. They they weren't there, but oh uh, <laughs> no douche, no no douche, and um, a shocking lack of Mark Brandanowicz. But everybody, pretty much everybody else was there, <laughs> and it was it was amazing. And I miss the show so much, and I liked it so much. I recorded it, and I couldn't bring myself to delete it when it was over. Because I want to watch it again. It was just, it was really, really good. So I'm excited to see how that does um, with their fundraiser. I tried to look and see if there's any kind of preliminary information. Couldn't find anything. But I think it's good that they're doing it for that and not just, you know, kind of a get together sort of thing. It was really, it was really neat. They did not. That's awesome. They they missed the opportunity with it being a fundraiser to uh, have Mona Lisa Saperstein there and just be like, money, please. But uh, (laughs) you know, they could have done that, and they, they didn't do that. So, you know, miss, missed out there. But otherwise, apart from that, Bummer. it's pretty, pretty perfect. <laughs> and then, really, the other piece of news I have um, that I'm excited about is Disney is releasing The Rise of Skywalker two months earlier than they intended to. Yes! So that it will come out on Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. Ha-ha. Uh-huh. Ha-ha. Um, I take <laughs> Star Wars to the, you know, to the next level. I wear my Darth Vader leggings and my space, uh, spaceship Earth ears pretty much every year. My BB-8 earrings. So that is what I will be doing <laughs> that day. Very watching, nice. Watching some Star Wars. So I'm pretty, pretty excited about that. It, it's pretty nice that they've been kind of bringing things in a little bit earlier on Disney Plus during this time. I'm, I'm sure that we will probably discuss this a little bit more in detail during the topic du jour, but... You know, it's definitely good stuff. Um, Adam, what do you guys got? Uh, what do you got going on in news? Well, uh, I just want to touch on this briefly because uh, it's sort of a security issue. I know we, we talk about uh, Nintendo Switch uh, a lot. Um, it looks like earlier this week, 
uh, Nintendo confirmed the possibility that as many as 160,000 Nintendo accounts were breached in a hack earlier on in the month. So um, I don't know if that's something that uh, affects you or any of our listeners, but um, just brush up on your data security, change your passwords if you need to. Um, I haven't haven't noticed anything funny on mine, which is good. Um, Yeah, that's good. On that note, though... um, what was it like about a couple months back or something like that? I was, cause I have, you know, Nintendo switch parental controls on the, uh, the main one and yeah. it'll alert me when things kind of happen. And it alerted me of a number of purchases that were a done. Sizable in- amount. Oh my gosh. It was, <laughs> I bet Owen went in and purchased like four yeah, games yeah. like and we're talking nintendo games oh so first party yeah yikes so and then a bunch of like like i don't i'm not a gamer forgive my ignorance i can't think of the word like but dlc like packets that like you could put clothes on your characters yeah oh just cosmetics even yeah. <laughs> i uh I, I promptly called nintendo and they were actually really good about like getting us refunded and getting that stuff removed Oh, I've good. got to give them the props for that. They weren't troublesome at all. And we were able to set, you know, higher security settings to top Owen from getting, like, he figured out the password for my, my, ah, like, like, okay. I was like, I had to change the password. I went ahead and just, cause I had a, a credit card saved on there. Cause I figured, Oh, he's not going to get the password and get through. <laughs> nope. Now any purchases <laughs> Think require, again. Yeah, require the credit card and <laughs> information entered in each time. We're just, yeah. we're just avoiding it all together. Both of our children have an excellent future in um, thievery because <laughs> <laughs> Owen can find a password and can crack a password like no one's business. When Josh was two, he was constantly messing with like our electronics on our entertainment stand. And this is before you were streaming everything. So we had DVD and VCR and all these other uh-huh. things on there. And it had a glass door. And so we like fashioned this wooden bar that went over the door and locked with a a padlock a combination lock so that he couldn't get in and mess with the electronics and one day i came out of the kitchen and went into the living room and he was two and he was standing there holding the combination lock in his hand wow and had somehow figured out how to get it open and so i'm like that's that's it i'm gonna be bailing these children out of jail one day i just know it <laughs> The heist is I'm, on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even mad. That's yeah. impressive. <laughs> Kudos, but also don't do that again. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, how, how can you get too mad about that? Really? Um, anyway. Yeah. Just uh, make sure that your accounts are secure. Nintendo or otherwise. Uh, the other item I had um, has to do with games done quick. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with yeah. this uh, organization. Um, they generally hold two different, um, oh, uh, like, I don't know if conference is the right word, yeah, but they like do events. a week-long event. Yeah, event. Yeah, hold um, on a second, Adam. Bill was turning to mansplain it to me. Oh, yeah, so, sorry. Okay, so so Games <laughs> Done Quick is like, it's an event where speedrunners uh, uh, attend of games. Do you know what you mean by speedrunning a game? Uh, is it like when you try to beat it really fast? Yes, basically, okay. essentially, yes. Um, and then... Um, 
they do like they do it via like Twitch and stuff like that, and they take donations and things like that. But okay. that's that's games yeah, done awesome. quick. Apologies for the yeah. interruption, Adam. Please continue. No, no, no. You're good. <laughs> you're good. Um, yeah, they they uh, they always raise money for different charities. I think they've done Doctors Without Borders and so on and so forth. Um, long story short, they did a little mini event called Corona Relief Done Quick. They raised four hundred thousand dollars in one weekend. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, just uh, just streaming games, um, and they'll they'll do, you know, games that you, you know, have have maybe seen people speed run before. You know, popular stuff, weird stuff. I don't, I don't know. I guess what uh, <laughs> whether or not uh, Bill, you you watch uh, speed runs or not, but. Um, yeah, they like I said, they they raised four hundred thousand um, dollars. Just gonna gonna go toward uh, providing personal protective equipment for uh, people on the front lines fighting this coronavirus yep. uh, all over the world. So big kudos to uh, the people who uh, participated in that. And um, yeah, uh, yeah, most definitely. Um, were there any records? The winner, and then summer game, summer games done quick. Um, that is a good question. Let me see. Sorry, this will <laughs> have to be edited out. Oh no, you're good. Yeah, no, you don't have to worry about it. We could talk. We can fill time. We're good. Yeah. Um, it uh, it doesn't say on the uh, on the article on the news article that I uh, was able to pull up, but um, either way, props uh both for uh having that kind of skill at gaming but also yeah. more importantly um raising that kind of uh money for charity and for um the people who are putting their lives at risk so thanks guys yes most definitely yeah yeah that's that's my news <laughs> this time around all right and that is it for the news we are moving on guys to the topic du jour of the evening again we're talking about digital slash streaming media and whether the future is upon us um we're going to start this off a little from our, our history, kind of how we kind of do with these topics. Um, but first we're going to kind of discuss a little bit about how we consumed media over the years. Um, you know, for instance, you know, when did we first get, you know, a CD player or something like that? Um, just because I think it'd be, you know, a little interesting to see what each of our backgrounds is in, in media consumption. Um, yeah. You know, for, for me, um, you know, as far back as I remember when it comes to like, did like, you know, uh, physical media, cause obviously that's what we started with, you know, we didn't have, <laughs> you know, any kind of digital media as, as a kid. I, I guess if you want to call CD digital, it's still, you know, I mean, it's still a physical piece of material still yeah. though, but, um, I remember being a kid and we had a Fisher price record player. And, like, I had so many books on record, like, little kid books on record. Gremlins. Yes, including the Gremlins <laughs> ones. Um, you got those, like, I think it was, like, you your Happy Meal or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't even remember where it was now. Um, but you had those. We had a few, like, kid music, you know, albums and stuff like that. I remember getting my first, like portable cassette player it wasn't even a walkman my brother got a walkman when he got one <laughs> no i got like some cheap knockoff 
cassette player. It didn't even have a rewind button. It had a fast forward. So like, if you wanted to like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you had to like rewind Take the scenic route. Yeah, to rewind, you had to flip it over, fast forward the other side to get to rewind. Hope you didn't go too far. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I had that. We should be more patient than we are with the childhood that we had. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I had that. And then I got a Sony Discman because I bought it myself. So I got a brand name one then. I was like 14 or... Yeah, I think it was 14 when I bought that. Um, it didn't have like skip protection or anything. So you had to like... Hold you had to hold the thing so still. <laughs> not to skip... <laughs> Um, and, and then, uh, as far as like video goes, we had VHS, we had a CD player, you know, as when I was a kid too, but that was like on my dad's stereo, you know? And that was like back in like 1986 when they like first started hitting the market. So I'm sure that that was not a cheap piece of equipment when he bought that. <laughs> Bill's dad has always been an early adopter. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and then... Um, for video, we had a VHS, um, player in, you know, both the living room. And I think we had one upstairs a little bit later when I was a kid. Um, and then, uh, you know, I remember having several movies on VHS, lots of stuff we would, uh, like record for bootleg, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, whether it was on like HBO, HBO. Yeah. free weekend on HBO, free weekend on HBO, you'd record it, <laughs> things like that. Um, we had plenty of that. And HBO was fancy because they didn't have commercials. Yes, yes. Um, and then we got DVD at the house when I was a like, kid growing up. I remember getting that around Christmas of 2000. Um, and then we, of course, had it when we got married. Um, funny, I don't think we had a Blu-ray player, but we like really didn't touch it much. Like, we would occasionally buy movies on blu-ray but by the time we blu-ray came out it was not long after that that we had like netflix for streaming and things like that so it's yeah. like there wasn't enough of a uh, a time period to adopt blu-ray that much um as far as games go you know i, I played physical games growing up of course um yeah i, I don't think i really started doing digital games until i adopted pc as the main option mm-hmm. you didn't really have much choice at that point yeah and then <laughs> same here yeah and then of course um you know like on the switch we do digital occasionally we'll get a physical game but i, I hate getting those on the switch because they're so small that i'm like i'm really scared to lose this thing <laughs> um yeah, so there's there that's that's a little bit about, you know, as far as background for me for, you know, media moving forward. Um and I'm going to, you know, let Danielle piggyback off that. So, Bill had mentioned that he had this you mentioned your little record player, right? I did. Yes. Um he had a little Fisher-Price record player. I had a Cabbage Patch record player. And um, I'm really going to show my age because I used to play 45s on it in my basement while I was practicing tap dancing to Control by Janet Jackson because that's what I, <laughs> that's what my recital piece was. And so I just danced to Janet Jackson over and over and over again. And I wasn't allowed to do it in the kitchen because I might mess up the tile. So I had to do it in the basement and it was wonderful. 
Um, I don't remember when I got my first cassette player, but I had one when I was younger. And much like Bill, it was not a Walkman. It was probably like a Talkman or a Balkman or something that was supposed to sound like Walkman. Like, because that's how they did things. I distinctly remember buying a Discman, which I also paid for myself, with my very first paycheck that I got from hostessing at a steakhouse when I was 16. I worked there a month, I got a paycheck, I bought a Discman, and I quit. And you made yourself hate Mountain Dew. Because and I you... made myself hate Mountain Dew because we could have all of the soda and all of the bread that we wanted. Oh, and, that's dangerous. Yeah, and I drank <laughs> so much Mountain Dew in that month that I still don't drink it. And I'm not even really, despite what my Instagram feed looks like with this quarantine, not really a huge bread fan either. So I really just kind of indulged in that. It was great. Uh. Um, I don't remember what my first CD was that I bought to go in that Discman, but it was probably something like Bon Jovi or something like that. Because even when I was in high school, I didn't listen to current music all that much. Even though I had a Discman, I would still go to, gosh, what were they? Sam Goody. Sam Goody. And Camelot Music, Musicland. One of them was something else. I think it was Camelot Musicland at first, and Musicland got changed to Sam Goody in our yeah. mall. Back when our mall uh, had stores, it doesn't anymore. Hey, um, neither does ours. Yeah, it's <laughs> great. I've been to your mall. That is, at, or not your mall. I've been to the Marshalltown Mall. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's the one I That's I the meant. one you're talking about. Yeah. So, <laughs> does that even count as a mall? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think they might have changed the name to the Marshalltown Center. Probably. Or maybe that's what it was before, and then they changed it to Marshalltown Mall. Either way, it sucks. Yeah, yeah. it was. Whatever it was, it's called. It was not great, and ours is bad. Yeah. The only thing I ever remember about the Marshalltown Mall, because, okay, just to put some context in here, I, I've, you know, Adam's in Iowa, I'm in Illinois, but my family is from Iowa. Um, including Adam, yeah. <laughs> so, our, our family, we're, yes. we're related. Yeah. I don't think yes. we've made that yes. clear yet, but yeah, um, we're, we're cousins. Yes. But so I would, I would visit Iowa because my, my, you know, my dad's family and my grandparents were there. So I'd go and I remember the arcade. That was like the most thing I really remember about it. And I remember, oh. you know, that's where like I cut my teeth on like games like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and in the Simpsons. So. Good old Aladdin's castle. Yes. And God, I wish that was still around. Pretty much all I know about Iowa is if you live in Illinois, you basically qualify as a town. If you have a subway and a dollar general and in <laughs> Iowa, it appears to be true. If you have a Casey's and a pizza ranch, that's this a, is accurate. Really 100% <laughs> accurate. Yeah, so anyway, I would go to the mall. I apologize for that. You know, tangent there and i would buy you could buy cassettes <laughs> that were singles so they were like 98 cents and so even though i had this discman i even remember going and buying oh gosh that terrible terrible savage garden song that I oh really, hey truly careful no not that one like the first one i want you like, every time i look into your face i close my uh that one you know yeah. oh yeah i yeah, want yeah. you is that yeah. it i bought you that CD. you bought wait me a that. second oh sorry are you saying sorry. that's bad no, but it, that was uh -huh. extremely 90s. So, well, okay, I'll give you it that. It was yeah. indicative of that's, the era. That's true. So, I had that, <laughs> and we would listen, you know, I would listen to that. So, even though I had my Discman, I was still playing these like cassette singles in my car. Um, I can barely remember not having a VHS player, but I do know that this was back in the era when there were commercials and it was like, choose VHS or beta. And so, that's, that's <laughs> how old I am. Um, 
and I was getting ready to be all pedantic and go, um, actually, with Bill <laughs> about getting the DVD player in 2000 because my grandparents bought us our first DVD player for our wedding gift, which is in 2001. Are you, are you sure that yes, it wasn't sure. a Christmas gift the one before? <laughs> I'm almost certain that we had that was DVD it? player in there when I lived at the apartment that month before. Okay, I... well, either way, I was going to tell you that I wasn't going to say you're wrong. So, <laughs> you're, you're right. Whether... <laughs> So write it down because it won't happen again. Okay. Anytime soon. This is being recorded. Don't yeah. forget. Yeah. And, uh, as far as games went, um, you know, I was raised by my grandparents, so it was just them and me. So video games were not really a huge part of my upbringing, and they didn't sit down and play board games and things like that with me. But I did get a Nintendo uh, way later than most people. And I didn't even have a lot of games. I had Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt, of course, like everyone had. And I had Kung Fu, which to this day I can Ooh. destroy Bill on. <laughs> yeah, he's, she's I better at that. Can than I can find Sylvia That's and rescue awesome. her so fast. And then I had RC Pro Am Racing. Is that what mm. it's called? Yeah, RC yeah. Pro Am. Um, which I was also pretty decent at. But that was really the extent of my gaming. Oh, and Tetris. Te- Everybody had Tetris. Tetris. On the but, Game Boy. Yeah. I had it on the Game Boy and on the Nintendo. On the Game Boy, yeah, with like the green screen where you couldn't see it if yes. there wasn't enough light, but Correct. you also couldn't see it if there was too much light. You had to be <laughs> like just perfect. So that was really my younger Danielle experience with media. Off to you, Adam. Well, um, I'm going to show my age or lack thereof here. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a bit younger than you guys. Um, so... I mean, I vaguely remember having cassettes growing up, but it was mostly CDs. Um, my dad primarily uh, had most of our CDs, uh, rock and metal stuff, um, particularly particularly Iron Maiden. Um, Dad's a huge Maiden fan. Yeah. Uh, but also like Megadeth, uh, Metallica, um, some Soundgarden, you know, other various similar 90s uh, rock and metal um mom listened to like celine dion mariah carey you know more modern at that time kind of stuff um i i don't know for about a year when i was like seven i was into country but like i don't know the only the only cds i had were ones that i had actually won from the radio station i think i had shania twain and (laughs) i don't know i think a tim mcgraw maybe best of or something i don't know Wow. I don't know. I've it's I've the moved best on. Stuff you get from the radio station. I got Dave Matthews well, Band. Ooh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no, I um I really I got more into um like alt music and and like buying my own music. Um in like late elementary, um a friend of mine had a had a disc man, and uh, we listened to a lot of Bare Naked Ladies, and uh, I think the the Pokemon movie soundtrack like that. <laughs> It's funny that know, shows our age difference just because you say I was in late elementary school when I was introduced to the bare naked ladies. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, well, I was like, I was like in high school. By yeah. Then. yeah. But, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But that's okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean that, that was, uh, right around then, um, was really when I started being interested in like more than just what was being played on the radio. Um, I uh, I got my first Weird Al CD when I was ten uh, for my birthday. Nice. And which that, one? Which one was it? 
Um, I want to say it was. I, I want to say that was also a greatest hits. Okay. Um, oh, greatest. Let me look it up real quick, just for posterity. <laughs> um, it wasn't the greatest hits. I think it was greatest hits volume two. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greatest hits volume two. Uh, had headline news, bedrock anthem. Yeah. Uh, smells like Nirvana, achy breaky song. Uh, so I mean classics yeah yeah um that that changed my life as far as you know stuff like i said stuff that wasn't on the radio yeah uh in mo well where we were anyway you know uh midwest uh small town midwest um but i think what what really sort of started me on the buying my own um cds thing was um i think i was maybe 11 maybe 12 i don't know it's kind of fuzzy um i went to my first real concert um which was smash mouth oh again (laughs) listen hey careful (laughs) (laughs) careful what you say smash mouth (laughs) ruled i get it i get it man Everybody rips um, now, but everybody loves Smash Mouth then, so they can just step off. Yeah. Well, yeah. And th- I don't know. They they had a good good couple albums after that. Then they just kind of dropped off. I know that's probably still not <laughs> not a popular opinion. It's but... okay. You do you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. I don't hear that a lot in yeah. relation to my my Smash Mouth uh, oh. fandom. I, I hesitate to say fandom, but <laughs> anyway. Uh, that was my first major concert. Um, again, life changing. Um, that that started me on, uh, you know, buying buying my own CDs and um, just sort of understanding that I could kind of take control of what I listened to. Um, as far as uh, movies and everything, VHS. You know, we. I feel like we we had a DVD player kind of close to when it came out, but we didn't really um, adopt it too much um, until a few years later, honestly. Uh, My mom and dad still have most of our Disney VHSs just because, you know, we have kids now and it's uh, just sort of (laughs) a relic from bygone eras. But, um, I don't know past that we never really got fully on board with blu-ray either um it, honestly in the beginning i feel like it was kind of cost prohibitive yeah um i'm cheap too danielle so don't Yay. feel bad i don't feel bad at all <laughs> and neither should you all right thrifty maybe fiscally conscientious exactly i, I think the extent of like blu-ray that. for us is like we rented them more than we bought yeah them. we would get them at red box yeah. Because like Bill went through this like snobbish phase where it was like, get the Blu-ray. <laughs> well, but we like would never, yeah, more. for 50 cents more, but we would never buy one ever. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, how much extra stuff are you going to get? And then like between Blu-ray and DVD, like how much are you going to watch those extra things that you get with the Blu-ray? Yeah. Like not a lot, not worth the price difference, especially in the beginning. Yep. Um, you know, when there was more of a divide, but anyway, uh, you know, had, had physical video games until I started PC gaming, you know, I'll pick up, uh, you know, an Xbox 360 physical copy of something every once in a while. If I, you know, 
well, step yeah, into a used store or something. You're gonna, and... you're gonna get it much cheaper that way than you try to buy it off their eShop or whatever. If, if, yeah. Do they, even have, do they even have their digital store open still on the Xbox 360? That's the question. You know, I I haven't checked it recently. Um, all I know is like if you try and buy something, especially if it's uh, electronic arts. Uh, I tried to look at um, Dragon Age Inquisition. Uh, I don't know a few months ago now, and uh, boy, you don't really want to try and buy anything from a first-party vendor. Or yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, so I mean, a, a fairly similar story to you guys is if a few years removed. Yep, age-wise. Yep. <laughs> Well, I, I think it's interesting just to get that different take. I think that that age difference between us kind of makes things, I don't know, you get a different spin on everything, which is kind of nice, so. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think, you know, we could take this information, we kind of segue into where we've kind of entered into streaming. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what service did we start with? What what do we use now? Things like that. Um, you know, for me, um, you know, as far as streaming goes, I mean, we had, you know, the internet at home starting in like, you know, 1999, I think it was when we got our first computer with internet, which is actually kind of a little bit of as early of adopter as my dad was. For some reason, we <laughs> never got a computer with internet until like a couple years after yeah. it was really popular. I will say this. When Bill and I started dating, he had a Juno email address. And we couldn't even email all that often because he didn't have a computer at home with internet and he had to do it at school. And while a teacher wasn't watching, you know? (laughs) Um, Well, yeah. (laughs) But, um, so, yeah, we didn't have that. And we got that. um, And, you know, of course, you know, there were some things that you could, like, stream. It wasn't even really streaming then. It was just you downloaded a video and watched it or whatever. I remember um, there was... It was some Flash website. It was called Joe Cartoon, and they had like this <laughs> with video frog, with the frog I'm in a spinning, blender. I'm spinning. <laughs> <laughs> I remember things like that. Um, I I remember you know as far as digital gaming goes, I I wasn't even introduced to it by somebody. I just happened to stumble across emulation in 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 games. And yeah, same we, here. It was enough. like. It was like striking gold. <laughs> mm. I mean, you're I not know, kidding. Yeah, I know we uh, we'll we'll discuss this at length because I think I think that'll end up being a different episode at some point. But um, I mean, it could be several episodes to yeah, be honest. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, you know, there was that. But I mean, as far as like what we consider streaming now, you know, where did it start for me? I mean. Obviously, I watched YouTube videos on the internet mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, I, you know, remember Netflix before it even was streaming. It was, you know, DVD through the mail. Um, but we got Netflix is like our first like streaming service. I think we got it. It was 2010. And I remember getting it when we got like our first like good sized like uh, flat screen TV HD and mm-hmm. we got a DV or a Blu-ray player that had the Netflix app on it so we could watch it on there and we watched Lost. And I remember watching the first <laughs> season of Lost. I had seen it. Yes. And he had not. <laughs> oh, have was, you Have you seen Lost? I have not, but okay. spoil away. Okay. I don't, okay. So spoilers Please. for anyone who hasn't watched 
TV in the last 15 years. Right. <laughs> but anyway, so I watched the first season and I'm like, you know, I'm like, it's like what? He was watching till like two and three in the morning. Right. It was like, it was like midnight. I think it was. And uh-huh. the, the last sure. episode, it was last episode of season one. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to watch. <laughs> This last episode, it's like, I'll get through this and I'll go to bed. And she's like, you're and not. I said, you will not. You will not. <laughs> Called it. Oh, she did. <laughs> I was so mad. I was so mad. It's <laughs> like, okay, no. <laughs> we got to do this. Season two, episode one. And I'm over there like, imagine being me who saw this live and had to wait four months to find out. Oh, oh man. Oh, yeah. But I remember that was like one of the first shows that I like full on binged, binged and got through um, because I had to play catch up because the, we were the last season was going on at the time or something like that. Oh, sure. So I had to do that. I remember that. And then um, I don't know if it was on Netflix or if we streamed it somehow other way was Fringe, Fringe. was a really good show. Yeah, no, it wasn't Netflix. It was like one of those crappy websites that may or may not work yeah may or may not completely destroy your computer yeah. with spam and yeah. ah. you know <laughs> just give our computer yeah. aids for some fringe it's okay you know yeah <laughs> but um you know we have we had various other streaming services off and on hbo for game of thrones of course um hulu off and on i mean right now for us we're doing um we have Xfinity because we have it for the internet, but you could also do the TV package. We don't have a box, but you could use a Roku and use their streaming app and get all the channels oh, sure. for it. We somehow keep finding our way back to cable, even though more and more people are migrating away from cable. And it's because mm-hmm. I've mentioned my cheapness, but the only thing that exceeds my my impatience <laughs> so, um, you know, we used to have PS View, which they don't even have anymore, but um, it was super cheap, but I couldn't watch the show until the next day on like uh, channels. Yeah. So like Grey's Anatomy and things like that that I like to watch, I'd have to wait. And heaven forbid I wait 24 hours and watch them on Friday. No. So <laughs> somehow we keep no finding our way back to cable. Yep, yep. And, um, but, but again, Bill calls and is like, what can you do for me? Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. You can get the deal. It's usually pretty good. And quite well, you're honestly, a loyal customer. Quite quite honestly, if you're going to use like a streaming service like PS View or um, Sling or something like that, it's honestly not that much more to get a package through like Xfinity, who's giving you your cable anyway. So yeah. just when your year is up, you got to call them yeah. and be like, "Hook me up." But yeah, I mean, just got to remember to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> make yeah. that call it's just easier to do this just because like you know the local channels you don't have to worry about an antenna and you don't um there's some things like food network there isn't really like a separate streaming app for or anything like that you still got to kind of like a cable package to get that and yeah and which is kind do, of a bummer what would we do without guy fietti yeah <laughs> speaking of smash mouth <laughs> yeah. speaking hey of- <laughs> Tell me this: Have you ever, have you ever seen Guy Fieri and Steve Harwell in the same room together? Mm, I think not. No, <laughs> you haven't. No. I mean, you saw I mean I'm that, not saying they are. I'm not saying they're like not. The Annie Lennox, yes, David it, Bowie. Yes, paradox. that they're the same. They're the same yeah. person. <laughs> for for music, for me, I'm you know, um, I I was a you know a CD guy or whatever. But I mean, like streaming music now. 
I, I use Amazon Music because um, we have a subscription. Mm-hmm. You can get pretty much any album that I want to listen to on it or whatever. I have pretty good playlists and stuff that we listen to. Um, and I go Spotify. So yeah, it's yeah. like we're also a Pepsi Coke household. So Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, wait, wait, just, just for posterity, who's who? Bill is Pepsi because he's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Um, and then, uh, as far as like services go, I do have, um, Xbox game pass for games Mm -hmm. because it's like dirt cheap. So, you know, it's not, yeah, if it ever goes up much more than that, I don't know if I'd mess with it, but for, you know, like five bucks a month, why would I not, you know? Right. Um, but anyway, that's, that's kind of a little bit for me and I'm going to let, uh, Danielle take over. Well, I sort of dipped into Bill's conversation for a lot of things. And so I said a lot of the stuff I've had, um, some other things that I've had maybe had to do with streaming. I recently just shelled out for the stars app specifically Mm. so that I could binge outlander. Okay. It's really okay. the only thing that I watch on Stars, but again, I like watched it and watched it and watched it until they had a really really good deal, and then they were like, "You can get six months for twenty dollars." So, oh, there you go. So that's what I did. Um, I mentioned that I listen to Spotify and I listen to it a lot when I'm like out going for walks or mm-hmm. any brief period of time when I thought that I would try to be a runner. Um, I do not pay for Spotify Premium because I will happily listen to a thirty second commercial to avoid paying for it. My, Word. my brother told this story on his Facebook the other day that um, he said, if you know, click here to watch this commercial to have 30 minutes of commercial or commercial free listening or whatever. He goes, if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you're rich. And one of, <laughs> <laughs> one of his friends is a, like a surgeon, a literal surgeon. And he said that he always turns on Spotify whenever he's operating on his patients and he lets the patients choose the station that they or the album or whatever that they listen to and oh, nice uh, and one of those pops up click here to listen to a 30 second commercial for 30 minutes of listening and the guy's like you're a surgeon and you can't afford premium doc <laughs> and he's like why would i pay three dollars a month when i can listen to this commercial so again so it's i guess it's not just me and yeah. then we we do keep serious in my car um i had briefly mentioned this earlier we got it when we bought my car and i really liked it and then I got rid of it because, again, cheap. And they kept... They will hound you. They they and the car warranty phone call Ugh. people... Well, you this could be on a deserted island and they would find you. And so every week I was getting an email or I was getting something in the actual mail. And I just kept throwing mm-hmm. them away. And then they just keep making it cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. So they finally said, we'll give it to you for $5 a month. All right, I'll pay that because yeah, we right. go, you know, we drive a lot and go on a lot of trips. Well, I got it for a year for five dollars a month, and then I get my next bill, and it says your next your payment will be twenty one dollars and thirty three cents. And I'm like, nope. And I call, and they're like, we'll give you six months for twenty dollars. <laughs> okay, so which so, makes you wonder why? What, they... Yeah, what does this stuff really cost? Yeah, that if I can yeah. call and I don't even have to get forceful at all, which I don't do anyway because I'm like so afraid of confrontation in every Mm. form possible but if i can call and be like you know what i'm gonna cancel my subscription because i'm just not willing to pay that price like we'll give it to you for this okay well then it doesn't cost you that so (laughs) what are you paying and these poor people who are 
paying $20 a month for their Sirius when I got six months for $20 makes me a little bit sad. Yeah. So, so I think a lot of these services you can get if you just, and you can get them for relatively inexpensively if you just pay attention. And But they're counting on people not paying. Yeah, the people who aren't going to do their research yep. and yep. call in and haggle a little. Yep. But anyway, that's, yeah. that's pretty much me. Adam, how uh, about you? Well, as far as um, streaming services, I would say I'm, I'm probably a late adopter. Um, we didn't get Netflix until we uh, moved into our first, like um, our first home that we actually bought um, out of college. We moved back to my hometown for a year and we didn't have internet. Um, so obviously we're not going to have Netflix or anything like that. Um, we moved, uh, just North of Des Moines right around, um, 2015 is I think when we, when we finally picked up Netflix. Um, and then maybe a year or two after that Hulu. Um, so we really haven't compared to, um, a lot of people, we haven't really had it for that long. Um, we, uh, (laughs) as far as Amazon prime, we uh we piggyback off of uh the in-laws subscription so oh. <gasps> i know i'm sorry <laughs> i'm there are shame. so many people that do that it's not even funny i mean yeah you you did hulu through somebody else's for a little bit uh, yeah and well i tried yeah but she changed her password <laughs> well, so that's the gateway yeah like oh yeah you can you know, you can use my password or whatever for a little while. And then when they change their password, you can't live without it. It's you, terrible. That's how they get their new subscribers. You mentioned I bet Amazon, 50%. Amazon Prime video. I like always forget it. Like I, I do too, honestly. I forget it today. Occasionally yeah. there's a good show. Like Good Omens was. That's, was yes. Good was, Omens. Oh. That's yes. an Adam show. Yeah. It is. Oh, I had to. I I heard that it was coming out. Um, I absolutely adore Terry Pratchett. And, um, now that I've read a little bit more of Neil Gaiman's stuff, I love him too. I had to go pick up the book, uh, before the, before the show Good Omens came out just so that I could be up to date on it and figure out, you know, what was going on. I think it came out in 1990, the book, uh, the, the yeah. book. Um, so obviously I missed out on that for about, I don't know, 28 years or so yeah (laughs) but you know uh anyway yeah highly recommend that um but aside from good omens um i haven't really used prime that much um like danielle said i i forget about it a lot to be honest prime Prime Um, for us is mostly for the the shipping it's all about the shipping yeah 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 um but aside from uh aside from that like we've got a roku tv um, you know, with the, with the Roku software or whatever kind of baked firmware baked into it. So, um, I don't know. I like to sort of explore like what free service services and channels, um, they've got. Um, I wouldn't necessarily consider us cord cutters because cable was never really a huge part of, um, our life as a couple, my, my, Non uh, non cord adopters, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, just cord free. Yeah, pretty much the whole time, unless it was like I think we had it the first year we were in married student housing in college, but really that was about it. I, I don't think we've ever 
you know, actively paid for cable because one, we didn't really have that much time. And two, there wasn't really much that we cared to, to watch, you know, that isn't available now somewhere else. Um, but, uh, one thing I, I, I do appreciate about where we're at now in the sort of streaming environment is, uh, free services like Pluto TV. Um, we dabbled with that before. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's structured like cable. It's, it's live. Yep. Um, I mean, there is an on-demand part to it too. So, I mean, that's, I guess, even more like the cable package experience, but they have, um, they have have like a lot of MTV channels on there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. They've, I mean, it's, I, I don't know necessarily that they have any original programming, um, but they do collect a lot of streaming things, um, from different sources. And I know they have licenses for certain things like just flipping through the other day. Um, I noticed they have a James Bond channel now. So that's like 24 <laughs> seven James Bond. They have uh mystery science theater, 3000 channel, 24 seven MST three K. I have never seen an episode of MST three K. Highly recommend. Not a single one. Oh man. Or I any James Bond movies for that matter. Well, hey, Pluto TV. Yeah, I guess I need to check out Pluto TV. <laughs> I know they have, like, there's a good game show channel on there with some, like, older game shows. Like, the stuff you would see on, like, USA in the afternoon when we were growing oh, up. Like, yeah. Uh, like, oh, Tic Tac Doe. Things like that, yeah. That other Wink Martindale <laughs> one. Um, that, then there was, like, a, there was a channel, like, a, it was an MTV channel, but they would, like, on Pluto, that they would do, like, couple hour three hour blocks of just beavis and butthead episodes which oh yeah i, I was super excited Lord about that too. <laughs> yeah and i mean by now um they've got i think hundreds of channels um they've got just music channels they've got news whatever pluto tv we're looking for sponsors yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> click the link <laughs> yeah so pluto here's TV a free plug d geeks yeah use use use, code. use promo code <laughs> i'd say 15 percent off but pluto tv is a free series or free uh, service so uh nice plug. yeah well anyway. we'll have to we'll have to work on reading the copy for for the ads that will inevitably come in about five or six episodes yes drowning in uh but uh yeah um as far as other free various services um i'm like danielle i i don't mind you know listening to a few ads every once in a while for uh the free version of things like spotify pandora that kind of thing um you know i i i've thought about you know paying for like spotify premium that kind of thing but honestly i don't think it's really worth it yeah um I do, <laughs> I do have kind of a habit of trying to get around, uh, certain restrictions. Um, there's, uh, an app that I use. I listen to a lot of music on YouTube, um, just because, you know, um, Spotify free on my phone, you, you have to do the shuffle thing and it's a yeah. huge pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. If I want to listen to an album front to back, it just doesn't work for Spotify free. So usually I'll pop over to YouTube. Um, there's an app that I use. Won't go into, you know, the whole thing right now, but long story short, it lets you play, um, uh, play videos, 
or music or whatever with the screen off, which oh, nice. you know saves battery, um, cuts out all the ads, which I maybe maybe we can save the ethics part of that for for a different time, um, you know, supporting creators and whatnot. But um, yeah, I um, <laughs> I tend to want to get around things like that just because yeah. i don't know it's 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 a gray area i suppose <laughs> um to kind of go back to something that i mentioned earlier um there is an app called libby um i guess i i sort of explained what it's all about earlier i think i had meant to, <laughs> to yeah. leave it for for now but um, you just couldn't help yourself, right? <laughs> well, I was excited about it. Right, right. <laughs> um, I'm still excited about it. It's like I said before, it's it's basically they partner with local libraries. You use your library card to sign up for it. Um, they've got tons of ebooks, audiobooks, um, you know, different resources and everything. It's free. So, you know, how can you argue with that? I need to look into that. You live in Iowa where um well, it's not great right now, and there, <laughs> there are not a lot of yep. awesome decisions being made over there. Is your library actually open? It is not. Okay. Um, okay. It has not been for, gosh, we, I mean, weeks, um, you know, probably five, six weeks. Um, I don't, I don't know if it's like this all over the U.S. I mean, I can only imagine, but they have suspended um, due dates. So you have to have your two. <laughs> Yeah, uh, just before everything really hit the fan and started to shut down, we uh, <laughs> because I couldn't find it anywhere on any of the free streaming services. Uh, funny that, <laughs> funny that we're talking about this. Uh, I uh, <laughs> I checked out a Blu-ray copy of Billy Madison. No, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was always uh, oddly enough. Uh, it was always a, a go-to date night movie early on in mine and sarah's relationship Funny us too yeah <laughs> yeah that happy gilmore well, yeah Friends well yeah to endless love in the dark <laughs> <laughs> i've got my sorry sidebar i've got my kids every time somebody says oh my whatever hurts you know my back hurts or whatever my leg hurts <laughs> i showed them the little clip of Ben Stiller and oh, Happy's dear. grandma and everything. Your back's so, going to hurt. Yeah. And I, <laughs> oh, my, Adrian or Isla, my, one of my kids will say, oh, my leg hurts or whatever. Say, and then the other one will just without missing a beat. Well, now your back's going to hurt because you just pulled landscaping duty. Anybody <laughs> else's finger hurt? <laughs> but right now they are. You're in my world now, and, grandma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They are eight and five years old and have never seen this movie. <laughs> it is, it is truly a wonder what we can do with streaming and like on demand. I mean, it took me 30 seconds tops to find that clip on YouTube and show it to my children. If not for streaming, I like, I would have to find, find a copy, a physical copy of this movie and you know check it out or buy it or something it wouldn't be worth you know <laughs> the whole the whole mess of things i would have to do right you right. know but 
I don't know. That's, that's kind of cool. I, I do appreciate sort of, um, to, to still offshoot a little bit. Um, I just appreciate streaming and on-demand video and everything because it's so much easier to share things yep. mm-hmm. with yep. people. Well, and it's, um, it's worked too kind of indirectly to create a whole other language because you take all these clips from movies and stand up mm-hmm. and TV and they get turned into gifs, gifs, however you choose <laughs> yeah. to GIFs. say them. I know the inventor says gifs, he's wrong. Uh, GIF is for peanut butter. Yes, yes. it is. So, um, you know, it, it's, I communicate in gifts almost as much as I communicate in words now. So it's, it's even added to like the vernacular of human society. Yep. What a time to be alive. Isn't it? Right, Isn't right. It? I can completely <laughs> communicate solely in John Mulaney quotes. Yes. So, <laughs> uh, it's interesting that you mentioned that Adam, because I think that this actually works well to transition into our discussion mm-hmm. on like the effect of digital and streaming media on us personally and like in our worldview, like where are we seeing it? Um, I, and we, we probably ought to start with this. Uh, it, funnily enough, it's kind of another news story, but um, it just came like days while we were, before we were doing this and like not mm-hmm. even days, like a day maybe, but yeah. Um, AMC announced like that they were basically banning, um, any universal pictures in their in their uh, theaters, I guess, because of the backlash, or it's like backlash against when they put Trolls World Tour out digitally. Mm-hmm. Um, so now they're trying to fight back and be like, well, now we're not going to show your movies in our theater. I think them and... Regal. Was Regal. Okay, I didn't know if it was them or Cinemark. Um, mm-hmm. But they're they're now banning this, and it it's interesting to me because... Um, I, th- I think that this kind of is ushering in what's going to be the new age. I, I think that yeah. this is this is theater shooting themselves in the foot. Like, <laughs> oh, well, oh, darn, we can't show our movie in your theater? Okay, we'll just keep showing them online and make money that way. Yeah, like, what a weird flex, right? It's a, like, it's, it's a pissing contest that only hurts yourself. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know anything about... What's a universal movie that's coming out? Um, I don't even know of any that are... <laughs> like, I know properties of Universal are like Minions. So the new Minions movie probably would be one that they wouldn't okay. show. Yeah. Well, let's let's um, go with Minions. Let's, let's say... So AMC and Regal are now like, we're not going to show Minions if they're going to show Minions on streaming. Because they're talking about Universal... We're going to, yeah, we're still going to show them in movie theaters, but we're going to continue to offer them digitally as well at the same time. Mm. And AMC is now like, well, if you're going to do that, we're not going to show Minions at our theater. Now, let's imagine that a world exists in which I'm dying to see the Minions movie. (laughs) (laughs) And, and Hey, how could freeze over? Yes, and aside from our little tiny hometown theater that shows two titles um and are usually rather artsy and probably would not be the minions among them (laughs) our two cinemas in town are amc so if i want to see minions now i have to watch it at home so amc could get some money from minions but now they're getting no money from minions and it's just like you said uh, 
what a weird flex. You know, I get yeah. it. They think that that's going to make Universal back off. But, I mean, people are going to pay for Minions, whether they pay for it in a movie or they pay for it at home. So why does Universal care? I, right. I, just, I just see it being the... I, I don't know. I think that it's going to be the way of the future, and I'm sure we're going to go into that a little bit deeper in this uh, in, into this podcast too. But um, you know, as far as personally for me, um, the effect of digital streaming, um, and I didn't even think about what Danielle mentioned about like how it just affects our vernacular too. But it, it's true. Yeah. Um, I don't recall the last time I bought a CD or like a physical DVD. Um, yes, yeah, I mean, there's, there's not much of a reason to anymore. Right. Um, you know, my, even games, games have been almost exclusively digital at this point. Um, mm-hmm. I, it, it's, here's how bad it is. Even if I own a movie, I know I own it and it's on our shelf. If, if I want to watch it, I will check streaming services to make sure that it's on there first. Same. Before yep. I have, before so I have to. lazy. <laughs> no, 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 no! Not laziness, efficiency. Yes. So cheap, impatient, and lazy. <laughs> Our personalities have completely come out now. <laughs> um, it, it's funny. Like, I just feel like digital media is really just almost taken over at this point. Like I just said, like the gap between theatrical releases and home digital releases, whether they're, it's like getting smaller and smaller even in like these outside of these situations that universal is doing but like even like i know like disney movies will come out far earlier i mean like it's and it's even faster for uh disney plus which is just getting crazy like that's yeah i mean they're making bank off that um yes they are like they need to right (laughs) but it's funnily enough, I also mentioned this and I, I put this down as a note. Like even the menu boards at restaurants are moving to digital. Like Yeah, that was a, a weird switch to you see. Go, you go to you go to McDonald's and it's all on digital boards now instead of physical boards. And I get why they do that, because it's so much cheaper for them to get updates and just change it, you know, and, and Oh yeah. It's, you just download the new menu for you yeah. know, that's got a shamrock shake on it. But this you know, it's, it's a little bit annoying though, because if there's one thing that I'm a fan of at McDonald's, it's a McRib. And I know it's not really food, <laughs> but I love it. And <laughs> it's only here for such a brief window that you never really know when it's going to go away. And then you get inside and they have these digital menus and they change. So let's say it's November and I don't know if the McRib is still here. Now I have to stand here and wait. like a doofus and wait for the <laughs> menu to cycle through so I can see, does the McRib <laughs> pop back up? Is it still here? Because again, confrontation, <laughs> I'm not going to ask the chick working the register, do you still have McRib? <laughs> so, yeah, then you'll look like a fool. <laughs> no, we're going to frame you for murder. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I I mean it's digital is everywhere, man. Like it, it's just as simple as reaching into your pocket anymore. And um, yeah, I and I'll tell you, man, I, I love it. <laughs> so that's how yeah, I I'm I'm it. here for it. Yep. Um, what what about you, dear? I also can't remember the last time I bought a CV, CD or a DVD. Um. I'm sure that I still have an active Columbia House subscription <laughs> from, from 
from like 1998 because you know I got those 21 DVD or CDs for seven cents and then you have to buy five more but I never bought five more <laughs> because, yeah. because even in high school and college I was cheap and did wasn't you ever spending like, so much money on a did CD. Did you ever do like two of those and you did it with like a different name? No. Oh, I totally did no, that. No, because I also have this massive fear of getting in trouble. So <laughs> never did that. We did get a Disney Movie Club subscription a few years ago. And then Disney Plus came out. Um, because again, cheap. <laughs> and if you got this this subscription, then you could get like 2,000 swag bucks, which equates to a $20 Disney gift card for oh, free. Dang. And we were going to Disney World. So then we had to buy five DVDs. And because I have matured over time, I bought those five DVDs and then spent, like, I kid you not, three and a half hours on hold to cancel the <laughs> subscription. It was terrible. Um, wow. And, and just like, That's dedication. Yeah. And just like Bill, I, I will look, is, uh, oh gosh, I don't know, is Mannequin st- starring Kim Cattrall and Andrew McCarthy on Netflix? Or uh, any of the Roku streaming services, or HBO <laughs> Go, or the Stars app, because I'm not gonna walk over to my shelf and get it off the DVD. Um, <laughs> Josh, our oldest son, he's 17. Um, he'll still buy games on disc from time to time. Because, he also has a pretty good vinyl collection too. Yeah, so. yeah, he he does. He's he's yeah. like he's an odd 17 year old. Like his favorite bands are Russian Sticks. He's an old soul. Yeah, yes. he is. So he'll in go all the to, best ways. Yeah, so he'll go to disc replay and trade in a bunch of stuff to buy like MLB the Show 1962 or something, <laughs> <laughs> something ridiculous. So, that classic. Yeah. Yes. yes. Back when they caught things without gloves, but he so he uh, <laughs> he um, he's really the only one that really buys anything physical anymore. Yeah. Because yeah. even Owen is mostly mostly downloads although he might get a, a game for christmas game this, yeah. for his birthday something like that usually yeah. from grandparents because they don't always understand how the digital action works and they're not going to buy a nintendo eShop gift card because that's impersonal yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> how about you um, adam i mean mine mine's mostly the same um i remember the last cd i bought it was uh, a five iron frenzy cd just you know to bring that back around full yeah, circle yes, yes. uh i i saw them uh i think it was 2015 um after their reunion tour thing um and really the only reason i bought it was because it was in the gift shop and it wasn't like uh you know 30 dollar t-shirt or whatever were they there like signing um they they were all except scott um, okay. I think he dipped out a little early. Well, but, getting uh, a physical CD so like the band can sign it too. I think yeah, that's that different. That's yeah, there different. was a special purpose to that. It wasn't just you know I went out to wherever they sell CDs. Still, I mean, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, I guess Walmart probably doesn't care if I carry Five Iron Frenzy, but no, highly, anyway. highly doubt it. Yeah, um, but yeah, that was that was the last CD I bought. Um, I, I will, you know, I'll, I'll pick up used vinyl. Um, I've got a small, uh, record collection. A lot of it came from my dad, honestly, but, um, you know, I'll dig through the bargain bin every once in a while. My dad's got an extensive record collection, but he ain't giving it to anybody. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. To be fair, 
none of this is dad's uh special edition iron maiden lps right, right. that kind of thing that's uh that's in the will yeah but uh, <laughs> the, the record from the steve dickinson yes yeah yeah bruce bruce, um, dickinson. bruce dickinson my apologies wow i'm impressed I only nice know, work only because of the cowbell skit yes <laughs> which yeah that's a <laughs> <laughs> and i got it wrong that's, first that's time, weird so. Well, that's a weird thing anyway, because like, I don't, I don't know why they like, why they named Bruce Dickinson. Cause I'm pretty sure in that sketch, it was blue oyster cult. Wasn't it? It was. Yes. Yep. Like, why is Bruce Dickinson know. the producer? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they just, I don't know. Yeah. There's, there's more research I need to do on that one. Cause <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's top priority for me right now. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna uh, get to the bottom of this yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, like like twelve or thirteen years later. Um, no, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll look through, you know, a, a dollar section at a record store every once in a while, or you know, that's that's the thing too is, um, I, you know, speaking of being cheap or whatever you want to call it, you know, I think we're in such a, a a streaming and on demand heavy um time that honestly like having a physical copy of something even if you're a collector is more about the novelty right. i think because i i think with like getting like vinyl or something like that because I know for me, like, because I'll go out with Josh to look for records and things like that. Yeah. It's almost more the thrill of the hunt of trying yeah. to find that. It, it's that's... it's having a collection more than, I mean, I'm no audiophile. Um, you know, I, I don't have ever a... listens to them. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, they're just cool to have. I don't know. Yeah. I had a similar conversation with my dad uh, recently, last time we actually were able to meet in person. Yeah. Uh, you know, over at, over at their place. Um, you know, we were talking about records and everything and just, uh, collections and some collections that, uh, a friend of mine has who, you know, collects, um, action figures and, um, used to collect vinyl. It's, it's more like you mentioned, Bill, the, the thrill of the hunt than anything else, because like going out to a physical brick and mortar store is more exciting than say, just picking it up on Amazon. Right. Exactly. Or I mean, you know, and, and there's, there's stories behind some of it too, because you know, local, especially around here, um, there's a local record shop cart, um, called vinyl cup. Um, they buy people's collections and they, well, in under normal circumstances, you know, they'll go out and meet with the person who has, you know, two, 300, albums or something they'll talk to them about it They're, they'll find out the stories behind you know when this was collected or you know things yep. like that and that's more of a personal experience so i would say in <laughs> a little bit in favor of physical media and, and experiences like that um you know that's that's a little more personal than you know like i said just just uh picking up an album on amazon or ebay or you know or whatever you know you get that experience rather than just you know yeah i mean it might be a little it might be a little cheaper on online but i don't know 
I would almost I, rather I, I, just I guess have it, the whole. I di- I disagree. I mean, it, it depends. I mean, because if you're buying it online off Amazon, you're buying it new. If you buy like you know the that's same true. album used at like a shop, you probably will get it for cheaper. So that's what I, like. That's why I say it. It's like if I go to Half Price Books and find this album by Tom Petty by chance there, it's usually going to be like half the price that I'm going to pay for. Yeah, that's on a good Amazon, point. You know, something like that. Yeah. But, um. But yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, like you mentioned, like there's, you know, digital all around is kind of the way things are going. Um, yeah. Do you guys think, and, and we'll go into this, that one format is superior, you know, to the other. Um, and I, you know, with me, I would say that convenience really holds the most water for me now. So digital. Yeah, I agree. Digital certainly wins. As we've mentioned, you know, if I don't have to get up and grab the disc off the shelf, put it in the machine, switch the TV input over and all that business, I mean, that alone makes digital win for me. Um, Our great-grandparents are rolling in their graves. Oh, yeah. The, like... boomer, the boomers are, are just <laughs> losing it. Um, and, you know, if I could rent a digital movie for around the same price as a couple of theater tickets and avoid mm. the crowd, the overpriced snacks, the fact I need to hire a sitter. If just me and Danielle, were going to a movie. I'm mm. going to pick digital in a second. You know, it's, it's, it's a no brainer for me. Yep. Yeah. Um, hands down. You know, I, I get where nostalgia comes into play for some people and collecting is definitely a thing. Um, but in the end for me, I think that having everything in one place is just so entirely beneficial, you know? Yeah. I'm a big convenience person too, but I know that, you know, it's, it's very, it's very individual. It's a very personal decision. Um, I'm a writer by trade and writers sometimes tend to like strange things or have interesting collections. And, uh, um, can confirm. Yes. <laughs> and, um, one of the other writers who I work with is a ginormous movie fan, used to run a movie blog, and I just, and he watches strange movies. Like, he <laughs> will have a list of the top 10 best, you know, German Holocaust movies made by left handed directors. I mean, he just watches just the most interesting things. I asked him one day if he had a favorite movie, and he said he could not answer that. The smallest he'd ever been able to narrow it down is to his top 250 favorite movies. And he hadn't been able wow. to scale it down from there. And so I just like went and asked. I was like, how many movies do you reckon you've seen? And he said, well, I own 13,000 DVDs. And I went, holy cow. And so and he said he watches on average of 500 movies a year. So for him, wow. uh, uh, yeah, I... I can't even wrap my head around that. You figure that's one ev- that's one every day and two every weekend day that you know just to be safe. That's just a lot of movies. Um, yeah. So for him, obviously, a physical format is always going to be favorable to him. Um, yeah. But me, you know, I mentioned the cheap. I mentioned the impatient, and I mentioned the lazy. I am like a big on convenience factor of things, especially as busy as we are. And Bill talked yeah. about, I mean, going to the movies is an ordeal. And it has to be something that we really want to see for us to go to mm-hmm. the effort. Because we're paying the ticket, we're paying the snacks, we're paying a sitter. 
sometimes we can't get a sitter, but it's a movie we both want to see, so, like, he'll go, and I'll stay home, and then I'll go, and he'll stay home, and mm-hmm. so it's just kind of a mess. So, if I could, I would pay 20 or 25 bucks to rent a movie, because that's what two tickets would cost me, and all four of us could watch it. No and, question. And, you know, we wouldn't have to worry about all the rest of that, and I could buy a whole month's worth of snacks for... What I get some popcorn no and kidding. two sodas for. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the only thing that I have to say about that is, um, for I think for people who really do enjoy going to the movies and really enjoy physical media, I feel like it's almost because we've gone so far into streaming and digital. I feel like the way that we used to do things is almost like a ritual now. Yeah, it it is where you, you go, you know, not just because you want to see the movie or whatever, but because you want the entire experience. Yeah. It's like going to church. (laughs) (laughs) No comment. (laughs) (laughs) I want to make anybody mad. No. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) <laughs> but uh yeah i mean or maybe not i don't <laughs> depends, yeah uh, depends on the movie. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> depends on the church <laughs> yes that's it um but uh yeah i mean and and for a lot of people that is um preferable but yeah for my money for my time yeah it's 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 a no-brainer um digital streaming i think it's really skewing that way too because i remember you know bill and i when we were first dating and it was the late 90s we went to the movies all the freaking time every weekend like that's all we did no not even every weekend like pretty much every like almost most nights when we were dating because what else were you gonna do indicator yeah yeah (laughs) no that's a fair point go walk around the garbage mall and then go to a movie. <laughs> yeah, and eat eat, eat it like Red Lobster, yeah. or Applebee's, Shutters. or something. Yeah. So, um, we did that. We went. We saw a lot of movies, and there would be movies that would sell out, and you wouldn't see them, or you know, you'd have to get there super early to get your tickets, and you don't have to do that mm-hmm. anymore. Nope. Even with yeah. big movies, and part of it is like an Avengers movie comes out, and it's showing in four theaters at the same movie theater. Yep. So there is part of that, but I just don't think the demand, you know, is necessarily what it used to be. No, yeah. it's, it's definitely not. Especially because things come out so much faster than they used to. It used to, I mean, when I was a yeah, kid. Yeah, the time, the timetables are yeah, so much shorter. When I was a kid, it felt like a movie took forever to come out on VHS or yeah. DVD after it was at the movie theater and well, not so much anymore. It's in it, the convenience factor really is there for digital. Cause like you were mentioning, like, if I want to watch just like a clip of a movie, like let's say, let's say I just want to watch the lightsaber battles in like the star Wars movies and don't want to watch any of the other bull crap for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I can turn, <laughs> I can turn those on on YouTube right now and do that. Yeah. I don't, I don't have to get out the DVD yeah. and like fast forward to the right place or anything like that. I don't have to listen. Yeah. That to seems like such garbage a garbage dialogue, but I can watch duel of the fates with the two sided lightsaber. Yeah, you know? that seems like such a strange thing now when, like, back in the day, that was, like, if you wanted to show somebody something, that's what you did. You popped out the VHS or DVD, and then you fast-forwarded, and then... 
and hoped you got to the right place. And yeah, yeah, it's just a just a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny, like the it's the community there. Um, and, and I guess just to wrap things up, where do we where do we see the next level of digital media? I mean, I, it's hard to gauge. It seems like I'm already fascinated yeah. enough by what we have that it's like what what could what, what could, could we really... ha- what else could we have right. what, what else, else could there be <laughs> yeah i mean besides like i mean like cuz even like before when streaming was going on you still had to kind of worry about speeds and buffering and things like that but i don't even feel like that that's near as much of an issue as it used to be yeah no it's it's virtually gone i mean you got that and and i think like you also have the fact that like a lot of streaming services like um like Netflix and different ones will just allow you to download to watch like yes. remotely too. Yep. That's mm-hmm. convenient. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting to see what, I mean, I'm sure they'll fascinate us with something else. It's going to happen. Oh yeah. But it's just, it's just a matter of just what it's going to be, you know? Yeah. It's hard to even imagine like what, no, I mean, like one, one thing yeah. we didn't really talk about in here at all was like the iPod and when you know the first person I saw got an iPod back when they were like hundreds of dollars. I was like, that's yeah. a, that's outrageous. What, yeah. what do you need that for? You don't need that. But, yeah. And then it was like, and then it was fascinating. And now they're on your phone, and they're you know it's un. I can't even think of what they could possibly do unless they come up with some sort of app, sort of like Netflix that allows you to watch current movies, which they may do someday. Yeah. I, 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 I bet not, it's coming faster than we think. Yeah, I can't right. even I can't even fathom what it could be. Yeah, definitely. Um, anything you could think of, Adam, that that maybe we didn't think of that might be next, or I mean, not really. Um, I think to answer the uh, to answer your question, yes, I I feel like the future is certainly upon us. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I mean, I. Yeah, it's yeah, I mean, <laughs> really it is. is. Um, I, I guess to close off, Adam, I know that you wanted to mention a little bit about um, our contact information. So why don't you go ahead and throw that out there and we'll wrap this yeah. up. Um, we've established uh, several different methods of uh, contacting us. Uh, if you want to give us feedback, um, you know, if you'd like to say nice things about us, if you've got constructive criticism, uh, feel free to send it our way. Um, you can email us at distantgeekspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we did up, uh, excuse me, we did set up a Google voice number so you can leave us a voicemail. Our phone number, and I'm so excited that we got this number. Our phone number is 80BigGeeks. Uh, that's 802-444-3357. 80BigGeeks. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. Just search Distant Geeks Podcast. Uh, we're on Twitter at Distant Geeks Podcast. Pretty self-explanatory. Um, you know, look forward to seeing more content there. Um, yeah, that's that's how you can get a hold of us. Um, drop us a line, email us. Um, yeah, we'd we'll love to hear from you. Definitely. But anyway, I'm Bill, and this is Danielle. And And I'm Adam. Yes, and we are signing off for the Distant Keys Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks a lot, guys. Take her easy.